As the marketing director here at Master's Choice, I think it's important for people interacting with our brand to understand who we are. We want you to get to know us, because we like us, and we think if you're listening along, you will too. You won't find any super valuable ad content on these episodes, so if that's what you're looking for, come back on Monday. Nah, these episodes are about us and who we are as people, so if you're into that, sit back and enjoy telling our stories on the MC Podcast with Andrew Crabtree. All right, guys, and welcome back. Thank you, podcast audience, for joining us for the second take at our new segment, Telling Our Stories. Uh, last time we had Scott Harris, our international sales manager, on, and today I would, I'm really excited to introduce to you our heart director, is that what we call you, heart manager? Heart director. Heart director, Bo Thompson. Bo, thank you for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So we'll get into this in a minute. You're probably thinking, what's a heart director? Um, we'll get there. So... Stick with us. Um, so anybody who missed the last segment on telling our stories, this is a new new segment to the podcast I'm doing that is uh, not so much agricultural. So if you're here listening for tips on raising corn or planting crops, uh, come back on Monday. Uh, but this is just something a little different, trying to get more people from our audience to show their personality and introduce the audience uh, that to, not, to, to some folks at Master's Choice that maybe aren't on the YouTube channel or on the normal podcast, um, just behind the scenes, what it's like here, what the people are like, and hopefully be a little bit entertaining uh, as we kind of just tell people who we are. So uh, Mark Kirk hosting the MC podcast, agricultural, come back for that knowledge and education. And if that's what you're looking for, um, I hope you would leave this on to listen to Bo because I think it's going to be really interesting and fun. But if you're strictly here for uh, agriculture, you will be disappointed today. Bo, thank you for being here. Thank you. So what I've got here, Bo, and guys, she is coming into this cold. None of these have actually aired yet, so she hasn't had the opportunity to hear one. So she's she's a guinea pig. Um, I'm just going to ask you a bunch of questions and okay. let it be a conversation. Sounds great. All right. So start off with the easy one. How long have you been working here? I have been here two and a half years. Two and a half years. That's uh, long enough to, to know the character of the people a little bit. Yes, I started before we moved to our new office, so I got probably to right before. Yes, I started in October and we moved in December. Oh wow! So I got to see a little bit of that personality side of the old office and yeah. how we were very different. Very different. Um, what did you do before two and a half years ago when, when you when you started here? So I moved down here when I met my husband Jace, who also works here, and I worked at. The courthouse at Montgomery County. I was a, a clerk there. So it was very different from here. So not from the area, but still from Illinois. Correct. Moved down when you got married? Yes. Um, was this your first job in Union County? This is my second job. Okay. What did you do here before you, before you worked at Master's Choice? I worked at a local bank. Awesome. Sorry, bank, that we stole you. Um, so tell me about your okay. So this is where this is where it gets a little more interesting. So uh, Scott last week was you know sales manager, and that was all pretty standard. But your job out of everybody here is probably the one that I'm most most excited to ask this question. But tell me about your role here and what you currently do. What is what is a heart director? So we look at our 
people, our personnel, as the heart of the company. So I direct them. It is human resource related. I do the payroll. I do the HR side of things. But I also try to plug people into where they're going to be most fulfilled. So when we're looking for a specific uh, job um, and job duties, we try to find the best candidate and use their personality and their traits that would be most fulfilling to them. So not necessarily a traditional take on HR. Correct. Uh, I will interject here as the interviewer, um, and I, I made this joke last week, but usually an interview just asks the questions, but uh, this is my show, so I can do whatever I want, so I'm going to interject. <laughs> um, it was really interesting when we when we decided to, when we were a big enough company that we decided we needed a full-time HR person, like nobody wanted to have an HR person, because there is a negative connotation sometimes that comes with HR. Oh, HR's here. Yeah, oh, kill the buzz, HR. But uh, we really saw the need for somebody to um, proactively manage HR. So meeting people's needs before they arise or before it becomes, maybe not before they arise, but um, before they're a problem. So before, because usually if people come to HR, things have escalated to the point where it's a problem. Yes. Um, in In what ways can you maybe spearhead some of those things before somebody comes in with a complaint to your desk? So the biggest difference between normal HR and how we do it here is the relationship with with the employees. So typically HR is very um, alone. You know, Sit back and wait for the complaints to roll Yes, in. they're in their office, they do their thing, they do the paperwork side, but they don't actually have the relationship with their employees. So when I have that relationship that conversation naturally flows. You know, if somebody is, is, is I'm going to say, off, I can be like, hey, what's up? And, and if they choose to bring an issue to me, then then that's on them. But before I have that relationship, just to kind of keep things, you know. And having that relationship, you're, you're able to see things that are bothering them that maybe they're not even comfortable to tell you. Yeah. I mean, whether that's family-related or, um, or work-related, sometimes people just need a shoulder to lean on. You know, life's, life's tough sometimes, so. It, it's not just a work work position, I'm going to say. So some of our podcast audience may, may not be uh, familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk. Yes. Uh, Gary V, as he's affectionately known on the social media platforms. Uh, if, you, if you're not, uh, check him out. Um, he's got a podcast. He's got a YouTube channel, Instagram, all that. But uh, kind of a cool backstory to your position is I was at a digital you know, marketing training event in New York City with Gary Vee's team. Mm-hmm. Um, while I was there, I had the privilege to meet his, uh, I guess, what's her, uh, what's her what, she chief is, heart officer? Yes. Yeah, uh, Claude Silver, who is a really cool and amazing person, but uh, had the opportunity to meet her and listen to what she does at VaynerMedia, and that helped kind of get the ball rolling, so to speak, on uh, transitioning you into this role. Really kind of cool that when we decided we needed this person and we needed this heart director that uh, we identified you for the position, didn't know that your degree was actually in HR, yes. uh, which was kind of a cool little, I would say coincidence, but I don't necessarily believe in coincidences. I think there's God things. Um, but through all of this and, and me building a relationship with Claude, introduced you to Claude, she was able to... Uh, I would, loosely use the word mentor you a little bit as you kind of started this journey was that was that was that fair to say yeah we had a phone conversation because I this was all new to me this this side of proactiveness with the HR 
and we had a really good phone conversation, and she just kind of let me in on her secrets and what to do and and how to do it. Obviously, we're night and day as our business is much smaller than the 800, probably much more than that employee she currently does. Yeah, but like they're like seven or 800. Yes. So, but yes, she was she was really good to me and and able to give me her insights. I think that was that was a cool thing for me that, and it showed me just how valuable that position is to have a person there that has a heart for people um, and a heart for growth because, you know, she, she didn't have to. No. I mean, I think she, she Skyped me twice to talk about this as we were developing the position. And then I think she had a, a call or two and some follow-up emails and stuff with you. I mean, like she was invested for a good amount of time and she wears a master's choice hat to the, uh, the Vayner media offices even. So yes. it was pretty cool. Um, all right. Transitioning out of that, which, uh, like I said, if you haven't checked out Gary V's stuff on YouTube, uh, Check it out. It's, it's uh, motivational, and you might just might learn something. Um, so knowing that your role now is the heart director and everybody knowing that that's a position that you didn't start in, talk about kind of how your role has changed over time. Um, me and Scott were joking about this in the last episode that <laughs> pretty much everybody I have on the show when I ask this question, there's not going to be very many people whose roles are today what they started as. Right. Um, so how has your role evolved since your, since your hiring two and a half years ago? So I was hired to work with Master's Choice Direct Sales, which is our direct sale company. And I did the, I was an operation specialist. I did the shipping, I did the order taking for all of our direct guys and worked with our vendors on getting the seed there in a timely manner. So my spring months were predominantly the busiest time since shipping was the bulk of it. Yeah. But I also worked in the accounting office and did most things accounting, not all things, but most things. I did credit card expense reports and gosh, it seems like so long ago, even though it wasn't, um, just a little bit of everything in the accounting office. Uh, so it, it me and Scott talked about, uh, how, how kind of unique it is that our positions do change so much over time and mm-hmm. that we do try to find fulfillment for people. And this is kind of a unique episode because we have the person joining us who is, you know, mostly responsible for those developments and changes. So uh, how unique do you think it is that we intentionally try to fit people into their passions and their fulfillment? And, uh, and why is that important? It is so important because if you love what you do and you're passionate about it, it's not really work. You know, you can go home and you can feel good about it and you're not exhausted. Now, we do have exhausting days. Sure. But it's different when it's a fulfilled exhaustment and, oh, I accomplished something today and I really made a difference. And for some people, that's the sales department. And for some people, that's accounting. Those are two different personalities and those are two different skill sets. We really try, I really try to get people in where they're going to be happy and fulfilled. I don't think most businesses look at it that way. They just see, oh, we have an opening and we need to get somebody in here. Obviously, they want somebody qualified. But as far as um, team cohesiveness, it's just so important. I like it. I think it's important. All right, so what part of your job is most fun? What's, what's the day that you get up looking forward to the most? I like the events we have. Yesterday was... Uh, red nose day and we did a taco bar at lunch and we played cornhole and had a tournament which we have a lot of people here that are actually decent at cornhole yeah. i don't know if you know this or i didn't not. know that 
So uh, I wish I could have been here. I know. Next year, man. Yeah, next year for sure. So those type of events are really fun for me, and really just the day-to-day interaction with people. The 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 devotion in the morning really kicks off the day, and that's when I see everybody. You know, I, I do walk around and, and visit with everybody throughout the day, but getting everybody together on the same page in the morning is is really fun for me. Good. All right. Um, let's see. Where do you think your position is headed in the future? Like, what what is what is it going to grow into? So, as we look at this this position of heart director, you know, it's still it's still new. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you see that position, that kind of department, in in a few years, five years, ten years? So that's hard for me to pinpoint because I don't know what our growth looks like. So currently, we're a little above fifty employees with all of our different companies, and that could take off at any moment. We could be at 100 or 200. I don't know what to really expect. But as we grow, I know that I will eventually have to segment off and have another HR person that is more um, detail-oriented, I will say, to do more of the the legal side. The boring stuff. Yeah, the boring <laughs> stuff. Any of you know me. I'm not boring. <laughs> so, but I can, I can get through it. But it it will eventually segment off and I'll have more people working alongside me. Do you think, this is me winging it here, but do you think that uh, hiring into an HR department like ours that's a little less conventional, do you think that's easier or harder? So I would say both easier because it it would be easier to do the paperwork side with how, I don't want to say chill we are, but just the differences we have from normal HR. And then I think it would be harder because if you are a very um, normal HR person, I think you you would be like, oh, this is off my game. Like, yeah, what, it's different. what are you doing? So I think I think there'd be challenges, but also big rewards too. I think it'd be refreshing for somebody to come in and and work work alongside me. I agree with that. Um, this was a question that was really perfectly tailored to Scott, but you probably don't travel very much. I mean, you've gotten out to Dairy Expo and stuff. I've done Dairy Expo. I've been to Ohio. I think that's it. So take this as past experience plus, you know, assuming you were on the road more, but who would be your favorite employee at Master's Choice to travel with and why? Oh, gosh. Well, I love food and desserts a lot. So it'd have to be somebody that likes food. And I always hear, I mean, that's the highlight of traveling most of the time. The actual travel, like being in the vehicle. Yeah. No, answer it how you want. Gosh. You're going down a path. Hmm. I mean, if it was dessert, it'd have to be Ryan McAllister because he <laughs> starts his meal sometimes. Or maybe the meal is a dessert. He has a sweet tooth. And I can do that. I can I totally can do that. that. Yeah. Um most fun gosh I don't know Walton seems like he would be a fun character to travel with I feel like I would constantly be laughing and having to hold my cheeks because they would hurt (laughs) from laughter that's good all right I like that answer um this was another question that was more perfectly tailored to Scott but uh you speaking about food what's the best restaurant you've had uh, on your MC travels where's where's your where's the best restaurant you've had a meal at hmm well, it wasn't a restaurant. Okay. Pay, answer how you want. 
is actually Miss Corinne Garber. Her oh. food at a at a field field day. Field yep. day. I've heard this. She makes the pies, right? She makes the pies, and she had homemade ice cream. Oh man! And oh my gosh! Thank God McAllister wasn't there. Yeah. He'd have shut him down. And then she sent some home with us, and I think I ate all of it on the way home, which is typical. I like it. Uh, I got one more question here before I before we do something different. Um, switch gears just a little bit. Um, what do you appreciate most about working here at Master's Choice and why? The thing I appreciate the most is the camaraderie and the family atmosphere. So since I'm not from here originally and my family's two and a half hours away, you know, you guys get to be my family yeah. and we, you know, we can be serious and we can, we can get the job done, but interlaced with all of that is the jokes and the, the hugs and the high fives and the, and all the fun moments that our customers don't get to see most of the time. So we obviously have our ups and downs, but the, the family atmosphere and how you guys make me feel, you know, kind of like a, a sister, that means a lot to me, not having my actual family here. And that's Good. really different in a business setting. I, I have had that before on a very small scale, but this is, I mean, this is everyone. I mean, I could probably call any of my coworkers if I had a flat tire or if I needed something, if Jace was out of town and be like, Hey, I need something. I'm sure I could call anybody. And that's special. You, you said in that answer, you said, uh, and I'll paraphrase basically, you know, people don't get to see the fun and, and the camaraderie. So I think that really highlights why I'm why I'm doing this segment where it maybe mm-hmm. doesn't make sense on the surface because right. we're not talking about corn, we're not talking about agriculture, um, but there's just so much good about this place that people don't necessarily get to see. Yeah. Um, and so any little bits of our personality that we can put out to this audience, I think, is uh, is worthwhile. Yes. So we're gonna switch gears again. Okay. All right, something different. Okay. You're unprepared for this. I'm calling this lightning round. Ooh. So lightning dun, round dun, dun. is this is less of a conversation and more of a, I'm just going to ask you a question. You're going to give me an answer. We're going to move on. All right. First thing that comes to your head. Don't, don't sit here and stumble around or, oh, no. I did, 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 did. First thing that comes to your head, blurt it out. Is this a test? No, it's just. I'm not going to be. This is just getting let, letting people see a glimpse into you. Okay. So everybody, this is lightning round with Bo Thompson, the heart director at Master's Choice. And she is now on the clock. All right, what is your favorite type of music? Oh, man. You're off to a bad start here. This is faster. I'm sorry. I like a lot of music. This would be hard for me to answer, too. So I love worship music. There you go, worship music. All right, favorite band? (laughs) Podcast (laughs) audience, if you can see how big her eyes just got. The first thing that came to mind was Justin Bieber, and I was like, I <laughs> "Justin I don't Bieber, even like him. worship music, and Justin Bieber." <laughs> Moving on, uh, favorite sport, sports team? The Cardinals. Awesome. Hello. Uh, what kind of car do you drive? I drive a Ford Fusion. What kind of car would you drive if you had a million dollars? A Range Rover. Nice. Uh, favorite TV show? Gilmore Girls. Uh, favorite movie? Remember the Titans. Nice. 
uh, favorite book? This is really nerdy of me, but probably something by Dave Ramsey. <laughs> Ooh, that is nerdy. Uh, Netflix, Hulu, or Amazon? Netflix. If you were going to watch a movie, would you rather watch it in a theater or on your couch? I would say on my couch. All right. Uh, who is the one person that's influenced the person you are today the most? Definitely my mom. Who is the one person you wish you were more like? I would also say my mom. Nice. And you've completed lightning round. Okay. Easy enough. All right. So I just like throwing that lightning round segment right in the middle of the podcast. Just a little something different. Just throw you off a little bit and just really get that kind of peeled back. Like no, There's no prepping for it. Just boom, 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 boom. Now right. I know not to go on a game show because I would be <laughs> awful. Yeah, really think quick. All right, so slowing it down again, back to a conversation. Just a little okay. bit different take on a conversation. Um, have you ever listened to Tim Ferriss' podcast? I think we've talked about this. We've talked about it, but I have not listened to it. Okay, I think your husband has. I'm sure. <laughs> your husband's a podcast guy. He listens to a lot of podcasts. Uh, so... Tim Ferriss, he's written some books. He's written Four Hour Work Week, Four mm-hmm. Hour Body, um, motivational speaker, YouTuber, podcaster, um, smart dude. And his kind of MO is that he tries to break down successful people into what makes them successful. So he asks a lot of the same questions to every one of his podcast guests. And then what are the common themes? You know, what what are the things that successful people have in common? Okay. okay. So this is my attempt to mock to uh, imitate Tim Ferriss a little bit. Okay. Okay. So try not without trying to go too in detail into his, his shtick. I want to, I want to just ask a couple questions about you, you know, not necessarily at MC, but just you as you, as a career person. Okay. So first off, what traits about yourself have allowed you to be successful? What are the things in you that you think help you to find success? I would say, there's two things. One is honesty and two is my outgoing personality. I think that that is unique. It was unique when I was younger and in the workforce um, because I truly do care about people. No matter what job I've been at, I've always cared and not everyone's that way. For sure. All right. What, what routines do you fall into on a day-to-day basis? Like what I mean, maybe there aren't any, but what, if, if there are, what, what kind of routines do you seek? Well, food is always involved in my routine. <laughs> that's for sure. Routine. I'm not a huge routine person. I wish I was. I'm just not built that way. So your morning when you wake up pre-work, pre, you know, whatever, like start your start of your day. Is it different every day? Just kind of whatever you feel or is there, is there like a, a pattern you fall into? So there is a little bit of a pattern. When I wake up, I don't like to get out of bed. I like to like stretch and prepare myself mentally for the day. Sure. And then I always have to shower. I can't wake up without a shower. I, I don't. I'm a person that also likewise does not feel remotely awake until I've had a shower to kind of yes. clear the head a little bit. Yeah. If I have a day where it starts off where I just don't, for whatever reason, can't shower, like I, I spend most of the day feeling weird. That's why I don't like camping. And my hair gets really greasy. You don't, I don't look mm-hmm. good without a shower in the morning. My hair it, it produces an unnatural amount of grease. It's not good. Yeah, my messy bun still has to be with <laughs> clean hair. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, 
Do you wake up at the same time every day, or do you, is just whatever happens, happens? Uh, I wake up after I hit snooze about four times on my alarm, typically. Okay. So I, if I need to get up earlier, I have to set it, you know, to build in that time. you got to accommodate for the snooze button. Yeah. Fair enough. I've always been that way, and it always drove my mom nuts, but... You an early riser? No. No? Although, the older I get, the the earlier riser I, I am agree with becoming. That. And I love it. I wish I was. Uh, I used to, I used to whatever, wherever I was going, it was like I was like 30, 45 minutes before I had to leave was when I got up. Mm-hmm. If, that, if I had a 10 o'clock class, I got up, you know, at like 9.15. Um, but as I've crossed from the 20s to the 30s, I've found that like I can't sleep past 6 o'clock. Like at 6 a.m., I'm, I'm up, and if I'm not... If I'm not out of bed, I'm at least up and reading reading the news or something on my phone, checking the late sports scores. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just can't sleep past 6. I love sleep. So if I go to bed early, like at 8 o'clock, then I'm up earlier. Yeah. But See, my typically I, it's it's 7 to 8. My know, problem is I'm an early riser and a late late night, a night owl, so I don't, I don't get enough sleep. But I used to be more of a night owl, but now I like my sleep more. Yeah, fair enough. Um. Do you think that you are an organized person? Do you do you think that your mind naturally finds organization, or do you have to trick it into that? I constantly have to work on that. So if anybody asks me where something is, I can always find it. Like I know, I know where it's at, but it does take me some time. Sure. I'm that kind of like unorganized, organized. organized. Yes. Yeah. Um, those are skills that I have had to work on. Continuously, and I do every day. Do you wish you were more organized? Yes. Okay. Do you think it? Do you think success requires organization? Yes. Okay. I I agree with that, and I I likewise have to force myself into organization. I have mm-hmm. to trick myself into because it doesn't come naturally. My thing is, I plan it all in my head first. So if I'm going on a trip and I'm packing, like I start thinking about that several weeks before, and I have this mental checklist. And then I, when I actually have to like go time, then I can just do it all. That's how my brain works. Not for sure what that's yeah. considered, but I'll be thinking about it weeks before. Here's, this is a question that I didn't write down, but that I asked Scott that I, that I like, and I need to put it on my permanent list. Uh, okay. Um, do you lay your clothes out the night before, or, or do you find them the morning of? 98% of the time, I find them the morning of. Okay. The 2%. I will lay them out, and then I typically change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. I like that. Um, so that wraps up my questions, but I just want to give you the last word. What are your final thoughts? Um, no questions, just what do you want to leave the audience with in whatever fa- fashion or manner that takes for you? I think it's really important to remember uh, where you came from, what you're doing, and what impact you're going to make in the future. So if you're not doing something you love now, then you need to be thinking about that because life is too short to be stuck somewhere. I, I can't say anything that's going to top that. So Sorry if that was too deep. No, that's perfect. That's what I wanted. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Um, your first podcast studio experience. Yes. Hopefully, hopefully one of many. Um, you are a podcast audience. Thank you so much for, for listening and joining us through this. Um, if, if you just can't get enough of the personality at Master's Choice from our podcast, 
uh, I encourage you, uh, shameless plug for our YouTube channel, I encourage you to get over there and check out youtube.com slash masterschoice. We post uh, at least twice a week. So get over, watch the videos, see our personality. If you like anything that you've heard here today, you will definitely like the YouTube channel. Um, but with that, thank you so much for being here, podcast audience. And uh, thank you, Bo Thompson, and we'll see you next time. You're welcome.